This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Welcome back to the Roster Up Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Engel, and joining me today is my future host of giant up joey what's up man hey man i'm excited to be here dude and i want to just go with what the great joe judge said he says let's talk football man i'm ready to go dude i'm excited heck yeah we got to meet last week um i'm pretty pumped for what you're bringing to giant up very knowledgeable um know the team very well just a real super fan uh real knowledgeable on football in general um I know we got to discuss some of your Giants fandom and background growing up there. You're telling me I become, became a fan as a kid, got to see the Giants win a Super Bowl at the age of 10, uh, which, is, which is pretty cool to think about. So kind of take me from there. Um, 10 years old, so you've lived through two Giants Super Bowls. Um, over the course of the last two decades, um, something I've noticed is that the Giants seem to be in the NFC East, someone that's not near as revered. They're never really thought of as the most successful organization, but uh, you got the hype around the Dallas Cowboys, ton of hype, very little success. Eagles finally broke through and then Washington is Washington. Um, What are kind of your thoughts, how you feel about uh, how the Giants are viewed? Is it just that they're such a professional organization um, that it doesn't feel like they've been consistently successful? Uh, What is that like on your end? It's, it's so interesting. I feel like the Giants as an organization for a long time, it, it did feel like their crazy success stories, their underdog success stories that they had winning both of those Super Bowls with the Patriots, like all of that other stuff surrounding it could definitely be seen as uh, more mediocrity than anything else. So it's like, it's such a strange, those two years they won were just out of nowhere. Eli Manning is playing red hot lights out football. The defense, both of those years were, were phenomenal. And they, and they somehow just beat this Patriots team in the Super Bowl twice and no one else except for the Eagles can seemingly beat in the Super Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady, I should say. Um, so it's funny because I didn't like, the one thing that I did feel throughout that time was at least a sense of stability. They had Tom Coughlin, mm-hmm. Eli Manning never missed a game. He started every game that I can ever remember. Um, and Jerry Reese was the GM and things were at least, even though they were a little bit mediocre sometimes and sometimes even bad, um, mm-hmm. there was always that sense of stability. So I think that's definitely what the giants have lost after Coughlin left and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Reese. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, you know, even before that, you guys had Bill Parcells. It's just always yeah. been, it's just always been a revered organization across mm-hmm. the league. And, and even, you know, we discussed, you know, I grew up a Dallas fan and mm-hmm. uh, I'm much more of a realistic fan than most people. I'm like, all right, Dallas always is overhyped, um, typically struggle, but, you know, still joy watching them, all that stuff. But I've always known the Giants is just so consistent, even in a year where they'll go six and 10, seven and nine, whatever it might be. Um, it just doesn't feel like the world is falling apart. It just yeah. feels like, hey, we'll push through this, go 10 and six, go 11 and five. Well, at this point, maybe 11 and six with the 17th game. Um, just always felt like an organization that was going to grind it out and bounce back, even after one or two mediocre years. And I think that's kind of something to be said. Um, 
and just kind of going back to your thoughts about stability, that's how it felt for a couple decades. But Coughlin's gone. You've been through three coaching staffs uh, right now. Joe Judge year two. Uh, what were your thoughts about hiring Joe Judge? Well, I think the coach that everybody wanted or most Giants fans wanted was Matt Rule. I think every team that was in for the hunt for a coach that year wanted Matt Rule more than anything. I mean, he was exciting. He was polarizing. He was just like different. Um, and the Carolina Panthers landed him. So after that, I I wasn't 100% sure if – they weren't, they were going to make them. I, I was actually confident that they didn't just go with a, uh, like a second option kind of hire going for, cause they still made a really risky hire in Joe judge. Like regard, like there were other guys, Eric B they could have hired who was, um, you know, had much better of a resume for up to that point being the offensive coordinator of the chiefs. And I still felt like that Joe Judge, there was something about him that they genuinely really liked, or they would have went with maybe a safer hire. Um, mm -hmm. So when I first heard his interview, his opening interview, when he came to the Giants, like I was bought in right from there. I just felt like he was awesome. I, I just loved the way that he talked. I, I, he just feels like he's so passionate about football and so passionate about playing the game the right way. He always says blue collar football and just making sure that the team that goes out there to play every night is a team that Giants fans are proud of. That's like what he prides himself on. And I was honestly happy and excited and loved all 16 games last year. And, and that was the first time I could say that definitely in a while. Um, mm -hmm. Like they fought every single night. They gave whoever they played their whole heart every single night. So it was just like, it was definitely the football giants that like you, you dream to see every year, even though they still went six and 10, like you're hoping they can build off of that next year. Now. It's interesting. You bring up just the effort that they gave throughout the course of six and 10 season for all 16 games. You know, when, when they kind of poached him, you know, for lack of a better word, poached him from a bottom feeder SEC school. I think the thought process around the league was like, what is going on here? What are the giants see? What are they doing? Um, but it really is a, business-oriented organization. They want long-term relationships. They want a good, stable coach, kind of like you were discussing. So that's what they're looking for, and they clearly saw that in him. And I think even for me, there was, like, hesitancy just looking at the Giants. I'm like, oh, I don't, this is going to be interesting. You know, it's a it's a high-risk, high-reward hire, right? Which I think I think in hindsight, you know, and, and the more I see organizational decisions and football decisions, I'm like, yeah, go with the upside, go with the risk, you know, because if you're not trying to eventually have long-term success, like real long-term success, um, conference championships, competing to win your division every year, then what are you even doing? You know, you're, you're there to win. You're not there to go. I know the Giants went six and 10 last year, but um, a lot of injuries, Mm -hmm. um devoid of a talent in some areas and that team just fought and fought for him mm -hmm. um to be one in five and clearly in last place in the nfc east and then to battle back nearly win the nfc east um maybe a little more effort from the eagles could have provided that opportunity yeah. but just to be there and those players just never rolled over at mm -hmm. all in some really difficult games that defense was incredible at times. Mm -hmm. um, what are kind of your thoughts moving forward going into 2021? Uh, you saw all that effort. You kind of feel like the, it was the New York football giants um, kind of got that vibe. You love seeing that, but let's talk about the future of the franchise. Um, what do you think about the 2021 giants? Well, obviously uh, 
I think everyone saw as a giant fan an extremely mm-hmm. exciting off season. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how they were going to navigate everything. And I still honestly don't understand how they were able to navigate all of those signings. Cause they didn't have that much cap space. Uh, they restructured a lot of people. Um, so bringing in guys like Kenny Galladay and a Dory Jackson, um, just, a, I feel like it breathes more life into this team. And, and, and I think, Joe judge too wanted guys who wanted to play hard for him guys who mm-hmm. can look at what the giants did last year in terms of just effort every night and who could sort of uh, make it even bigger, make it even better and just be willing to play for him. And I think also that it's a little scary at the same time too, because they're kind of got two guys who weren't really healthy last year and haven't been as healthy. So it's also a huge risk. I mean, Saquon's had a tough couple of years uh, battling injuries and Mm -hmm. there's just other things too. There's the offensive line who were, were returning kind of the same offensive line minus Kevin Zeitler, who was arguably our best lineman last year. Um, but it's a lot of young guys. So you're hoping that they can grow and you're hoping that they can develop together. Um, and you're hoping that they could just play hard. You're hoping that everyone stays healthy. And that's definitely my biggest thing. I'll be holding my breath about probably all years is players staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Especially coming off a year like that. And then I, I know I want to get into the offensive line quite a bit. Cause I do think that was a problem that should have been addressed a little more. I think that was a little more worrisome for me because you got a young quarterback. This mm-hmm. is, going into year three, typically a make or break year um, for a first round quarterback. So how do you feel about how the offensive line was handled in the off season? They brought in a lot of other signings, but the line while continuity matters, um, Mm -hmm. didn't feel like it was really addressed or invested in. And how do you think that's going to affect Daniel Jones this year? So I hope that we're returning four guys, um, Andrew Thomas, Nick Gates, um, who was their center, who kind of started playing a little bit better towards the end of the season. Uh, Matt Pert and Shane Lemieux. Those are three of those guys were rookies too. So you're hoping that, especially with Andrew Thomas, because he was our, you know, he was a high draft pick. We picked him fourth above a bunch of other offensive tackles that played better than him last year. So that was kind of tough to watch, but also I, have faith that I'm hoping that this offensive line can sort of evolve and grow together and get to a place where they can sort of be a middle of the pack offensive line. I think I'm a little bit like you in the sense that I try to be extremely realistic as much as like, sometimes I'll let some of my fandom get away from me. I definitely always try to be realistic. And I think Mm -hmm. that would be the goal for this offensive line is to fall somewhere in the middle of the pack because I think that the weapons that we have outside of our offensive line are more than enough. If the, if they can play sort of mediocre, I think. That would actually be a huge jump, massive yeah, jump big. to get middle of the pack. If you got middle of the pack with all the weapons that the giants have now, cause the giants have legitimate weapons yeah. um, right now. I mean, I was even talking about that and wrote an article for we, our partners over at symbol mm-hmm. um, and just kind of going through the giants, whether or not I would invest in them. And the more I dove into the weapons they got, I mean, my goodness, they got some legit studs. On the outside, you got Barkley coming back. Ingram has been so underutilized, but he's an athletic freak. 
Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if Danny Dimes can get some time, how he performs. So middle of the pack offensive line would actually be a huge jump. I mean, how do you feel about Daniel Jones? How do you feel about him? How do you feel about him when the Giants drafted it, drafted him? And then, you know, Jason Garrett year one. Um, so it's so funny because I've actually been probably Daniel Jones, maybe biggest critic mm-hmm. um, over the last few years. Uh, a couple of people I know who are still Giants fans, you know, still love him. And I definitely am willing to give him a complete fresh start this year. We've got to give him one more year with these weapons and, and hopefully not try to make much excuses for him. But when they drafted him, uh, I definitely was a little bit shocked that they took him that high. I was honestly hoping for Dwayne Haskins who didn't really pan out either. So, I mean, um, (laughs) (laughs) so really, I don't even know, but uh, I was definitely pleasantly surprised with Daniel Jones in his first year. I mean, he was exciting. I mean, you saw people, even though I didn't love the coaching staff, you definitely saw people a a little bit of life was pumped into the team when he came in and we won that game against the bucks uh, his first year. He had some games where he had four touchdowns. He had one game where he had five touchdowns. Like his rookie year was extremely exciting. And going into year two, I was expecting a, a jump from that. I was ex- hoping for less fumbles. Um, and year two was kind of not what I exactly expected or hoped for for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I so, sort of saw a lot of the same things with the fumbling, a lot of the same th- things with the turnovers. Um and not as big of a leap as I wanted him to take. So I'm hoping that now that it's year two, we have our offensive coordinator, we have our head coach, we have our defensive coordinator all from last year. We got everybody. So I'm hoping with maybe another year of learning the offense and getting more comfortable, he's extremely smart, which I, he's very intelligent. So like, I think if he can settle down and get more comfortable, I think I'm hoping he can have a good year. I really, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so what were your thoughts on Jason Garrett when he was hired? Coming over from Dallas, being the head coach there, um, just outside of him coming over from Dallas and be, being a Cowboys guy, being a Jerry guy, um, what were your thoughts on just his offensive scheme, what he implemented there? So, for I, and I've always been critical of the Cowboys offense. Um, <laughs> as you should. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> very critical of just the Cowboys just in general, just because of <laughs> But uh, I, I – I liked the hire a little bit because Joe judge was being sort of elevated to such this high position. And I felt like having a guy like Jason Garrett, who's been a head coach for a long time um, would just be a huge benefit to him. Just being able to sort of uh, pick his brain and I, and I hopefully, you know, help him out being the head coach and stuff. But I think Jason Garrett is sort of to me, like a plain burger. That's what I consider <laughs> Jason Garrett. It's like you like the burger, but you want a ton of other stuff on it. You want the condiments, you want the cheese, you want everything else on it. And he's sort of just, you do like it and it is kind of good. He's, he's, you could tell that he's a smart guy. He's a, he's a, he's been in the NFL forever. Um, but there's just not much excitement with his offense. There's not much movement. There's not much, uh, I guess, sort of growth. He's not really, growing with the NFL that like it is today, he's sort of playing a very old school type of football and it led us to having the second worst offense in the NFL in terms of points last year, which was Mm -hmm. frustrating to watch that defense battle. And then the offense kind of putter, but uh, 
I mean, uh, especially got drafting guys like Kadarius Tony, like you're hoping like guys like that and Evan Ingram who are so dynamic, like mm-hmm. you're hoping, and he's saying this year that he's going to change some things up. Like you, I just hope that he gets a little bit more exciting this year, but it, the offense the first year was definitely uh, not exciting at all. I'll be honest. Yeah. I feel like you just got to cut that offense loose. Yeah. There's so much upside there. I mean, you're not going to learn anything by handing it off up the gut on first down every single time. Um, I, I really kind of do hope they turn Daniel Jones loose because what we saw towards the end of his rookie campaign, I mean, yeah, he had some crazy rookie mistakes, which you got to let those rookies make it. I mean, Josh Allen, all he could do is run the ball his first mm-hmm. first year. And now he's he's an MVP candidate, right? Because they, yep. they built around him. Um I mean, I would like to see the Giants do something like that with Daniel Jones. He, he's athletic. He can move. He can, he can throw the ball. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of hope they cut him loose. We'll see what they do. I spent a, a solid decade watching Jason Garrett offenses. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, all I'll say is, is good luck with that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I hear you, though. Um, one more thing, on actually, that. about Jason Garrett, too. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Also, um, I remember one year, actually, uh, we, we, I gamble here and there a little bit. Um, and I remember one year betting on the pro bowl and I don't know why, I, I guess we, we just thought it would be fun to bet on the pro bowl over. Cause like, we thought it would be like, we didn't have to like root for a specific team or anything like that. And I remember Jason Garrett was the head coach that year of the, of the NFC team. And I remember they actually had zero points at halftime, the NFC team. And I was like, man, and Jason Garrett was just kind of just doing his thing, runs up the middle, like just nothing exciting. And that's, I just, I've I've definitely not loved his offense over the past, you know, years watching the Cowboys, playing against the Cowboys and then getting him last year. But you're just hoping, you got to hope that things can be different next year. You got to hope that he can make adjustments. Nothing gets Garrett going, like running into an eight-man box on first down. (laughs) That guy, he yeah. just – that's what he lives for. He's like, man, let's go. I sec- second and nine. Here we go. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, that's that's hilarious. Though. So you do you do a little bit of gambling. I, not to derail too much here, but um, you still bet a lot. Do you like um, DFS, betting, fantasy? What's kind of your, your niche there? I feel like normal. Uh, I'm not the best at DFS. Uh, mm-hmm. So I kind of – I dabbled with it a little bit and, like, just wasn't the best at it. And so I definitely just kind of – I'm the type of gambler that like, I really won't gamble unless like if a buddy's like, Hey, come over, let's watch this game tonight. Then I, then I would go and kind of make a couple bets to make it a little bit more exciting. Uh, Betting on like big things like the finals. I've been making some NBA finals bets and stuff like that. Or when the Super Bowl comes around, I love to make bets on the Super Bowl. So that's the kind of, I'm more of a casual type of better, maybe one, one or two every, every couple of weeks. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, for big things like the finals, I've been betting a little bit more. But, yeah, that's definitely the kind of better that I am. Yeah, kind of yeah. enjoyed a little bit. Yeah. Um, so so you liked a lot of the Giants offseason moves. You mentioned Kadarius Tony taking him at number 20. Um, what were your thoughts on the Giants draft? Kind of do you feel like you missed out on Devontae Smith? Were you happy with the trade down? Uh, what were your thoughts on that scenario? This definitely could be a biased, a little bit biased, but I, I felt like uh, the Eagles kind of trading up and swooping in and sort of stealing Devonta Smith, like right ahead of us. That was something I felt like maybe would have stung a little bit more, especially if we didn't get a guy like Kenny Galladay, but 
I'm extremely confident with Kenny Galladay and, and Darius Slayton, another guy uh, playing on the outside. So I felt like being in a position after losing out on him to trade back, get a first, get another first round pick for next year. And then getting a guy like Tony, who could just be a great gadget guy. You could plug him in, in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. He's extremely exciting. Um, I, unless Devon Smith, who knows if he, if he just goes off this year, then I'll, then I may as well just throw this opinion in the trash, but I think I definitely <laughs> like the move. I think it was a good pivot to trade back at that point. Um, and get a first round pick for next year. So I'm definitely excited. And, uh, my buddy, it's funny because my buddy's a huge Florida fan too. He's like one of the biggest college football fans that I know. And I was like, I was just picking his brain. I was like, who from Florida? Like, are you excited about uh, getting drafted? And he was like, I'm excited for Kadarius Tony. And that was before. And then the pick kind of fell to 20 and the Giants took him and we were going crazy. So it was kind of like a cool moment um, and something to definitely get excited about. Cause yeah, I mean, he, he was a, an exciting player in college. So. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was extremely explosive. Um, and then, then kind of going back to the Galladay signing, you know, I think one thing that surprised me about that was Galladay's a legit stud. I mean, he's had injury, um, issues derailed one of my fantasy teams. It's all good. I'll let it, I'll let it slide, but his on target catch rate, is about 87%, which the rest of the Giants receivers was sitting around 80% last year. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty interesting stat based off of his signing because Daniel Jones needs that. He needs to be able to put the ball up. Um, he needs a good, reliable receiver. And, you know, Kenny Galladay is an absolute stud. So I, I think that's going to be interesting to see what he does. Because Darius Slay just needs to go go run some verticals. Just go yeah, yeah. over there, be a speedster, get mm-hmm. some one-on-one matchups with the back, you know, second, yeah. third string quarter cornerback and do his thing. So I, I think that's going to be potentially fun to watch um, mm-hmm. with, with some real weapons. What yeah. are you thinking on the defense this year? Un, unreal last year. What about this year? Yeah. So, I mean – Last year was just awesome to watch, like that gritty, gritty defense, like that defense I'm used to watching on their Super Bowl teams mm-hmm. that just grinds it out every possession. I mean, there were some injuries on the defense. I I think one of the best things I think that happened this offseason, it's very under the radar that Pat Graham, they were able to retain him. I was a little bit nervous that maybe he would leave to take a head coaching position or, or something. And I, he was just so phenomenal, Pat Graham. Like I never – saw a guy be able to motivate a defense like that too in a long time. Um, he just had guys that at some points, just sixth, seventh round picks, undrafted guys, just plugging them in and, and making exciting plays with them. Leonard Williams had a phenomenal year and you see a guy like him who's hasn't really been able to break out and, and uh, like seeing him being able to play to his strengths and have an awesome season Bradbury's game gets elevated when he gets there. James Bradbury, Blake Martinez is such an exciting linebacker. Um, And I feel like another really under the radar move the Giants made late in last offseason was bringing in Logan Ryan, who I think made such a difference on and off the field. Like he's just a leader. Um, You know, he's a, he's a Patriots guy. Um, And he just really cares so much about the team to the point that this year, during the off season left a family vacation in Florida to go out to dinner that night with the Dory Jackson and kind of make a pitch to him to come to the giants, which mm. ended up working out. I'm just an all out team guy, like guys who are willing to change the culture. Like I'm definitely excited year two with this defense growing together, still mo- a lot of people coming back. 
a couple of new additions like a Dory Jackson make it a lot more exciting. Mm-hmm. That second cornerback spot was definitely a spot that was a bit of a weakness. Mm-hmm. So hoping he can stay healthy and make a huge impact is is exciting. We got guys in the draft. We got other corners. We got Aaron Robinson, like a little bit later in the draft, who can be a corner, who can hopefully have some impact. And we got a couple other pass rushers too. Because what I felt like we missed a lot too on the defense was like fast edge rushers. We kind of had a lot of big, big kind of hog molly guys. Uh, So it'll be more exciting to see some edge rushers and to see a healthier defense hopefully come in in this year. Mm -hmm. It's just very exciting, I think, the defense. You know, I don't think most people realize, and I didn't realize till later in the year. And again, maybe it's just like we talked about earlier in the podcast, it's so easy to overlook the Giants when they yeah. when, when they have, have some legit talent um, on, on both sides of the ball. But Leonard Williams, um, I didn't realize that he was third among all defenders and quarterback hits with 11 and a half sacks. It was on top of that last year. Um, like you said, that's the one of his best seasons to date. If he can build on that and really be the top five pick that um, the Jets wanted him to be coming out of college, that could be incredible. And then finally get some speed on the edges. Adoree Jackson, letting him be um, the number two DB, takes a lot of pressure. Logan Ryan on the back end could allow him to be a little more consistent as yeah. well. So I, I do think that defense could potentially – Typically, you'll see a little bit of defensive regression, but I think it would be pretty exciting if they could improve. I mean, you think they could – are you looking to maintain that stability or are you more looking – are you expecting improvement? Um, I expect to sort of maintain what they were able to do last year with these minor tweaks and these minor improvements. Hopefully, that can elevate them even more, like getting that better second corner mm-hmm. and maybe getting some more speed on the edge. And also, I didn't mention Jabril Peppers, who I love – um, he's mm-hmm. just such an energy guy, grew up in right New Jersey. I actually saw him. He used to play basketball in high school. I saw him play against my friend in, in high school basketball and just never thought anything of it. Knew he was a great football player. And now he's the starting strong safety of the giants, which is pretty crazy. Oh, no way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, I would hope for those little minor things, which I really think they did address in the off season to be able to become a strength, which was a weakness last year. So I hope. I hope they'll be able to keep maintain that same exact, you know, intensity that they were able to bring last year. So, so when you say getting back to just football giants and everything, what does that mean to you? I kind of want to dive, I, I should have dive into that a little more earlier, but let's, let's jump back to that. When you say football giants, you just are talking about the greediness of that defense, but you also want a little more explosiveness on the offensive side. Like, what are you looking for as a giants fan? Like what feels like the giants to you and where do you think they need to, to go? I, I feel like, and what the Giants lost when Tom Coughlin left, um, when he was kind of let go, I felt like even though there was some up and down seasons with Coughlin, um, you just always knew and you always believed in him that he was doing everything he could. And you just always believed that uh, – it was just, there was just always respect among the organization of the Giants, even though, even outside of those Super Bowl years, there was not a lot of, uh, you know, not a lot of drama, not a lot of things like that, just like a good, respectful organization. And I think when that regime left and we try things out with Ben McAdoo, which worked out pretty horribly, we try things out with Pat Shermer, 
it didn't exactly feel like the Giants. They were breaking records in, in, in losing. They were having the worst seasons in the history of their franchise. And it didn't feel you, – you can tell that there wasn't that sense of stability and there wasn't that gritty New York Giants feel to any of those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely felt like as soon as Joe Judge was hired and as soon as I heard him talk in his first interview like that is always how I imagine uh, – you know, the, the football giants to be, that's how I imagine uh, the coaching is. That's how I imagine the defense plays. And that's why I love Pat Graham too. Like that's how I imagine the giants, just a team that's always going to give a good fight and not be sort of one of those bottom of the totem pole, like top five in the NFL draft drafting in the top five. They were Mm -hmm. never a team like that. There were always a team that was going to fight even if they lost or or won. So Mm -hmm. it's happy to kind of see that return last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how long of a leash do you think Joe Judge has? I think, I mean, if if worse comes to worse and things don't wor- work out with the offense this year um, and they kind of have maybe a similar year to last year or another bad year, I would hope that Jason Garrett would sort of take the hit for that. And I'd love to see um, – I think maybe I would give him two more years. Like if it was still two or even three, cause I just love him. So like, I want more than anything for it to work out for him and him to be the giants head coach. Mm-hmm. You just hope that uh, the offense can sort of bring that same energy and grittiness that the defense could. And you hope Garrett can change things up. I think a lot of it, I think a lot more pressure is on Jason Garrett this year than Joe judge for sure. No, I, I agree. Cause <laughs> When you've got that Giants atmosphere that you're looking for, the organization seems to have found it. The fan base seems to have found it because it just wasn't there with McAdoo and Shermer. I mean, you could like from the get-go of the hire, you're like, these guys are coordinators. They're not CEOs, right? Um, Seems like you guys might have found that in Joe Judge um, and at least one side of the ball is locked up. So I I would agree with you there, Jason Garrett. It's – it will this year will be very indicting for him mm-hmm. um, one way or the other. And the problem with that is, is, you know, what do you do with Daniel Jones on that option? You know, what do you do with that fifth year option? If you're, if you're letting Jason Garrett walk and because um, the giants want the same thing, the quarterback, they get out of the head coach, right. Mm-hmm. You know, they want that stability and longevity. Yeah. What about um, Barkley? So, so on your end, I, I, get to talk to a lot of Giants fans, just kind of their thoughts when a lot of them love him. Um, are you, it's hard not to be a fan of Barkley. Don't get me wrong there. Are you a fan of investing that much capital in the running back position um, long-term? Um, this is definitely where my fandom sort of takes hold and maybe kind of goes above logic a little bit. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just one of those guys. And you could ask any one of my friends. I just love Saquon Barkley so much. Like he's just one of the most exciting running backs I've ever seen. And I watched a running game for a long time. Just look horrible after kind of, uh, Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs and that era of just like, just that awesome running era. It kind of, it was just for a long time, not the best watching guys come in and out and just not be effective. And then watching Saquon's rookie year, it was just the most exciting thing I've ever seen. And like, I, it's tough because 
they drafted him very high. And I always argue about that with people. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause it, it probably is a bit too high to take a running back when, especially when they needed a quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. And I just still think I love him. And I think beyond logic, I just rather have him than not have him. Cause I just, and I, it's been devastating the last two years, like watching him just kind of struggle a little bit with injuries last year, the injury was devastating. Um, but I also think too, like Saquon does, more sometimes than what's on paper. Um, I think arguably Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton had their best games of the season. The one game where Saquon played the entire game against the Steelers. Cause he, you have to focus so much attention on him and it kind of opens up the offense. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely worried when we lost him for the year, how the offense would look because we didn't have that a receiver. Um, it felt like I was hoping Darius Slayton can make that sort of step up and be that a receiver, but you can kind of tell he was sort of a B guy, a better, a better two guy. Um, and Sterling Shepard is a great, you know, a good slot receiver. And you just didn't, and Evan Ingram kind of had an inconsistent year, a lot of drops. Um, so I'm just sort of excited and I hope that he can stay healthy this year. Um, Cause I just love him. I love him. I don't know after this, what kind of money he's going to, command after his rookie contract goes up which is definitely a tough a tough place to look down to because you don't want to pay a running back that much you can't pay a running back a huge contract I feel like because it's just such a position where if your offensive line is playing well it's there's a lot of guys out there who can play well for you at the running back position um and so it's definitely tough it's definitely not a very valuable position, I feel like, in football, even though I, I think I wish it was more valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the game has just changed so yeah. much. It's hard to really invest um, mm-hmm. a lot, a ton of capital into yeah. the running back position because it straps you elsewhere. You know, you got to, you know, you got to have Bradbury and Jackson on the outside because it's a passing league. You got to have, have dudes that can lock down opposing receivers. You got to have, offensive line to protect the quarterback there's just there's just so much that you got to have to build around a young quarterback it is it's tough to make that investment but Barkley is I don't know the the feeling I get from everyone is just that he's just a one of those dudes you want him to be worth a contract you just love him like Giants fans just love him um which you know he's a charismatic dude it's hard not to such a great guy yeah such a great guy yeah exactly how will you view Eli Manning historically he is maybe the biggest legend in my opinion of all time like in my just a guy who like I, he's, he's almost like there's no one really like him he's just like this goofy guy uh and he's just had these two epic epic runs and he's a two-time super bowl mvp and I felt like there was nothing more perfect for him than to finish his career at 500. Cause that just so perfectly describes <laughs> him. I feel like it's just like he lost as many games as he won, but the games that he won were so incredible that it just completely almost overshadows everything else. Like it's <laughs> like, he's just like unreal. It's like, it's hard to believe that we were able to win two Super Bowls with Eli Manning at quarterback and how good he was at certain stretches. Like, it's just awesome. Like you just can't not love him. It's it's I'm happy that he's back with the organization in some capacity. He's kind of um, he's back in the building. Like it's just great to have him around. I just love him. You can't not love him if you're a Giants fan. 
<laughs> I love that. That's that's a phenomenal. You've had a couple of good quotes um, here today. That one about Eli Manning being so good, he uh, overshadowed the the negatives, yeah, even sure. though he's 500. And I think my favorite thus far is easily Jason Garrett, the plain burger. Like <laughs> I've tried to figure out how to describe him for a decade yeah. watching <laughs> that offense. And that's it right there. One line. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so NFC East this year, ab- easily the NFC least last year as it was dubbed. Mm-hmm. um this mm-hmm. year dallas is the favorite in the division mm-hmm. um always i always take that with a grain of salt but mm-hmm. philly jaylen hurts is a huge question mark mm-hmm. i think washington is very talented yeah. i think the only problem there is fitz magic mm-hmm. i really like um ryan fitzpatrick would like to see him succeed i think he potentially could he was on his way with the dolphins mm-hmm. but there's a plausible path for the Giants to really do something special this year. It's mm-hmm. reasonable for the Washington quarterback situation to fall apart between Fitzpatrick and Heineke. Yeah. Dallas could literally win 12 or 13 games or just blow up and go like six and 11. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling about the Giants? It, do you feel like it's outside of fandom, outside of fandom? Do you feel like it's plausible for them to win the NFC East this year? Yeah, I think it is. I think, I think, I feel like other than the, other than the Washington football team, I feel like it's always been so similar a little bit with the Giants and the Eagles and the Cowboys in a sense that like going into a season, like there's always just that giant question mark. It's like Mm -hmm. there, you feel like the pieces are there. I feel like the pieces are there this year with the Giants, but like, there is always that concern. Like, is this going to be their year? It's like, I don't think, I don't know. I could be wrong about this, but I don't think anyone has, it's still that uh, record still stands that no one's won the division two years in a row. Right. That's still going that streak. I think that's still going. The Eagles didn't, or were they a wild card team when they snuck in and beat the yeah. bears after following the super bowl? Yeah. Um, I can't remember if that, if that broke it or not, or if they're a wild card yeah. team, but yeah, it's been flip-flopping since yeah what 2009 2010 i think so yeah something like that and it's just like it's never the same t- it's always like just i feel like every year it's just a toss-up it's like mm-hmm. I, I can see very clearly how it can work with the giants and how they can win the division and then i see very clearly too how it could kind of fall apart mm-hmm. when i think injuries are going to play a big part in that they got a lot of guys saquon um kenny galladay and Dory jackson who are haven't been a little bit banged up recently. So you're, so it's definitely going to rely on an offensive line, being able to take some kind of leap, Daniel Jones Mm -hmm. being a little bit more being able to bring it and then hopefully staying healthy. Um, I think a lot of that is going to lie. I think a lot of the success with the giants this year is going to lie on how their offense can play. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of faith in the defense. I have a lot of faith in Pat Graham. So we'll see if the offense can bring it. All right. 100% 100% agree. I think it all hinges on the offense. And just to your earlier point, the pressure's on Garrett more than it is yeah. Joe Judge. You know, yeah. you, you mentioned that, and I think that just kind of builds upon it. Um, everyone in that division to me is literally either going to float between 6 and 11 or 11 and 6, depending on how they do in close games. I don't think anyone is a, a separator. I know, you know, right now people kind of try to make the argument on Washington, Dallas being overall the most talented teams. But I mean, it's, it's a, 
it's a hair. It's not it's not that much. They're saying that because Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts are a little more unproven. Right. You know, right. Eagles, yep. you know, Eagles, Washington, Dallas, and the Giants, all of them could I wouldn't be surprised if any of them was six and eleven, eleven and six. Right. Um, so it'll be it'll definitely be interesting. I think it'll be a very competitive competitive division again. And it'll be fun to watch. Um, that's for sure. And I know that people are going to enjoy listening to you, uh, guide them along the way throughout the season. Um, pumped to hear you get started. Uh, yeah. Going to deliver a lot of good content for Giants fans. Any final thoughts for? Uh, I had a great time doing this with you, Cody. Uh, it's always just good to talk football. It's always good to talk mm-hmm. Giants. And I'm just extremely excited for training camp to kick off and for this season. Like there's a lot there's more excitement this year than there has been in maybe the last five years. So since, mm-hmm. since, um, so I'm extremely excited for this season. I'm extremely excited to be doing the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm just excited to, you know, to be able to talk football, you know, I'm ready. Yeah, to go, yeah absolutely. Um, we'll tell the people where they can find you, you know, on Twitter, Instagram. Well, I'll be on the Twitter. I'll have a giants up Twitter handle that I'll be using. So find me at giants up, uh, I'm just Joe Carjuli on Instagram and basically uh, that's it. That's all I got right now is Instagram and I'll have the giants up Twitter. I'll definitely be looking to make some more social media stuff with giants up too. So mm-hmm. once I get all that stuff going, I'd love to be on TikTok. I'd love to be on Instagram with giants up too. So uh, yeah, I'll definitely, you know, let everyone know when I, when we can get that stuff going, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Heck yeah, man. It's going to be fun to follow. You can find me at Cody Engel. Um, you can find us at Roster Up Media, both of those on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, Roster Up Media. Um, like Joey said, he'll be on Twitter uh, with the Giants handled at Giant Up Pod. You'll be able to find him shortly. Um, and stay tuned for plenty of great content over at rosterupmedia.com. We've got more teams coming. We've, we launched a couple last week, so we're excited for what we're bringing to everyone here. Um, thanks for joining us, Joey. Thank you so much. Looking forward to what you got coming for the people. Thank Bye, you. everyone.